So the Giants may be in for another beating in two days, but no one knows more about the Giants than our next guest. He co-authored my first book, You're Wrong and You're Ugly, but his real job is he covers the Giants on a daily basis for the New York Post. He's a great guy. My friend Paul Schwartz. Paul, good morning. How are you, pal? Good, Sid. Good to hear you. It's always nice to reminisce about Thanksgiving's passed out on the couch, right? <laughs> it's, always, it's, always, it always is, it's such a family moment, right? It the, is. Uh, the, yeah, the, the, the smell of the turkey, the, the, the Macy's parade, and Sid Rosenberg. Passed out. Um, yeah. you, know, Bob, you, know, you know, drooling on the couch. <laughs> yep, that's, it, it's very, 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 um, very meaningful holiday stuff. Well, you know that um, this is way before I got married, of course, to my beautiful wife, Danielle. Well, you know what, Paul. But um, when you're single, the night before Thanksgiving, that Wednesday night, is like the biggest night to rage of the year. I'm sure you did that, too, no? Well, this is not really about me, Sid. This is always <laughs> all about you. Um, I, I, I just wonder that, um, you know, you, you, it's interesting how you differentiate this, this you know, going out and, and getting crazed and blitzed on a, on a Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which really was really just like Wednesday for you, right? You know, it was just like as opposed to Tuesday or oh, Thursday or Friday or yeah. Sunday afternoon. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really, you know, it's, 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 yes, if you want to say it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and that's why it happened, right. sure, that's fine. Yeah. Wow, you are so smart. You're right. Who the hell am I? It, it could have been any Sunday at Muffins in Bay Ridge. It was the same exact thing. Uh, this is why Paul Schwartz is the best, folks. And again, nobody does a better job of covering the Giants. So when the Giants beat Houston and they went to 7-2, and two, I came in that Monday morning and I said, I swear, Paul, I said, this is the worst 7-2 and two team I've ever seen. 7-2 and two is a really good record. They're terrible. And they go out on Sunday against the Lions, who are playing better football, and they got crushed. The offense sucked. The defense couldn't stop Cop and the Lions. They turned the ball over time and time again. My question is very simple. The Giant team we saw Sunday against the Lions, is that closer to the Giants than the team that's got seven wins under their belt? Well, that, that, that is a good question. I mean, look, that was a really bad game, and teams have really bad games. I I, I kind of anticipated. I picked the Lions to win that game. Um, you know, it just, everything went wrong. And yes, they, they, they weren't, the quality of this team, the roster certainly is not 7-2, and two, was not 7-2. and two. The coaching is excellent. The coaching is up to 7-2 and two standards, no doubt. Um, the smarts, uh, when, when Daniel Jones holds on to the ball, which he has almost all season, you know, they, they can be that kind of team. Look, they're 7-3 and three right now. It's a great record. It's better than um, anybody anticipated. But down the stretch here, I think it's going to be a struggle to win any game the, the rest, you know, the rest of the season. That doesn't mean they won't win games, but they have four straight games now against the NFC East, and you know, as you know, that's the neighborhood brawl. So that's that's you know, this week is Thanksgiving is going to be a very difficult game. You you said how great the Cowboys looked in Minnesota, so it's going to be a struggle. I mean, the Commanders are. Or, you know, a month and a half ago, we said, you know, they can win two of those games. Now let's see if we, they can win one of those. Listen, now that's a, that's a very good football team. Uh, the difference between Carson Wentz and Heineke is night and day, and they are a great defense. Rivera's a great coach. I watched them win again last Sunday. They beat Houston easier than we did. They're, they're winning like every week. I mean, the commanders, got the Eagles and the Cowboys, Washington is very, very tough. Very and they haven't played the Eagles yet. And the Eagles might be the best team in the NFC and, you know, one of the two or three best teams in the league. And they haven't played them once, much less twice. So, you know, they still have to go to Minnesota. Um, you know, that's a tough game. Uh, the Colts are the Colts. I mean, you know, at home, uh, I, I, you know, the Giants can lose to anybody. It's going to be, you know, we all think that if they get to 10, they'll be in the playoffs. I, I think that that's a valid um, 
you know, statement. Getting to 10, I think, is going to be very tough because um, the injuries have really devastated this team now. You know, they go into, into uh, Dallas on Thanksgiving with a shell of a roster, especially in the defensive backfield. Hey, Paul, Corey Zelnick here. How are you? Um, they clearly played down to the Lions last week, clearly. The question is, can they play up to Dallas? Because th- this is really, I think this is almost a make-or-break game for them. Well, I mean, I don't see it as a make-or-break. I mean, look, it would have been great if they could find a way to beat the Lions. Then they were 8-2. Then you can have some roadblocks, right? If you lose to the Cowboys, not a big deal. You lose a game to the Eagles, not a big deal. You've already got eight wins. You know, seven is great. Eight would have been greater. Um, can they play up to this level? Um, you know, this would be their best win of the season. There's no doubt about it. You know, they've had some good ones. You know, I mean, we, we thought beating the Packers in London was a great win, and it was, but the Packers – have shown that they're not not a really uh, consistent team at all. Aaron Rodgers is not what he was. Uh, the Ravens was a great win. There's no question about that. Uh, this would be the best win of the season. It's going to be tough. I mean, they're going to need help. They're going to need the, the Cowboys to be um, overconfident, uh, sloppy, things like that. You know, just on, on, on a, in an even game, the way the Giants are built right now, um, you know, Wandale Robinson was their best receiver, the rookie. Now he's out for the year with an ACL. He had his best game against the Lions, and now he's out. Their receiver core is really shabby. The defensive backfield now is really shabby. Uh, for the first time, they have multiple injuries on the offensive line. So um, it's painting a pretty glum picture here, and, um, you know, I don't see any way around that. No, and look, this Dallas team, they can score, obviously, Prescott, Elliott, a bunch of talented wide receivers, C.C. Lamb, even their tight end, Schultz, but the guy you got to stop on Dallas is Tony Pollard. I mean, that is the bottom line. This guy touches the football, he's good for nine yards. He's averaging six yards a carry, no one's talking about this guy. He's a much better running back at this point than Ezekiel Elliott, and he's a guy that scares the hell out of me. Now, when the Giants get the football, this was the make-or-break year for Daniel Jones, right? They didn't re-sign him. He was going to play out this year and take it from there. What you've seen so far, Paul Schwartz, again, they're seven and three. Have you seen enough to say that Daniel Jones will be the quarterback for the Giants? Or is that still up in the air? I think it's still up in the air, but I think it's trending that they're going to bring him back. Now, with anything, you don't just bring a guy back, right? You have to sign him to a contract. And, you know, the question that Joe Shane and Brian Dable are going to have to look in the mirror and try to answer is, you know, are we going to pay him $25 million a year? Because you don't get quarterbacks cheap. <laughs> you know, either, either, they're, either they make a lot of money or they're, or they're you, know, you know, fringe guys. There's no middle class for quarterbacks, you know. There's no, there's no $15 million a year a quarterback, really, or $10 million a year quarterback. So um, someone in the Giants said to me not long ago, you know what, just go down the list and, and name every starting quarterback in the league and say, would you rather have him or Daniel Jones? And um, I think the point they were trying to tell me was, Daniel Jones is closer to the top of the list than the bottom of the list. If you don't bring back Daniel Jones, you don't keep the position vacant. You have to replace him. And I don't think there's a great appetite to draft a guy. The Giants are going to not have a great draft pick. You know, get a draft a guy in the middle of the first round. Then you start that whole cycle over again, right, to get him up to a certain level. Uh, there's not a guy you're really going to trade for. So um, I think it's trending that they keep Daniel Jones. And, and um, what I don't know, but what I suspect is that, 
they think there's a lot more meat on the bone with Daniel Jones that if he had a better offensive line and certainly better receivers, right, right, then then you know he wouldn't have to you know just nickel and dime and run no. his way and and run things like that. You know, you look know, Darius Slayton a couple of weeks ago, you know, caught a short pass and turned it into a forty something yard touchdown. That happens around the league. It happens almost never with the Giants. <laughs> never, I know. I mean, you know, Eli Manning, say what you want, but he had Plaxico Boris when he was still a great football player. And Odell Beckham Jr., which brings him back into the mix. A lot of rumors the last couple of weeks that the Giants are seriously considering bringing back Odell. Last we saw of him, he was catching a touchdown pass for the Rams in a Super Bowl win. But we know the damage he caused here in New Jersey. And it was a lot. Uh, Was it worth it? I don't know. Do you think the Giants will bring back OBJ? Well, I know for a fact they're going to meet with them after Thanksgiving. So, they are. You know, yeah, yeah, they're going to do meet you with them. Do you want them to? Do you want them? Go what they may do. What would you want, honestly? Well, just from a writing story, you know, page views, clicks, people picking up the paper. You know, OBJ is 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 tremendous. I don't right? want that. I, I want as a guy talking for the giant fan base. Does he make sense? His attitude, what he's got left talent wise. Does he make sense? Not clicks. I know you'll get those. Does he make sense for this football team? Well, look, that's why the main reason they're bringing him in and going to talk to him is they're going to check him out. You know, he is damaged goods. There is no question about it. He has two ACL injuries, and he's had other injuries. You know, he's 30 years old. He's supposedly more mature. I imagine he is, but they need to check out that knee and say – Look, this year, if he plays in a couple of games, that's going to be a lot. You know, he's really – he hasn't even been practicing yet. The season's getting late here. Uh, will they commit money to him for 2023, a guy who is not what he was? I don't know if it makes sense. You know, is he a difference maker? Um, is he – he's going to – you know, right now, this season, he's going to make virtually no difference. He'll be on the field 20 snaps. You'll target him three or four times. If he catches a couple of passes, that that's that's a contribution. Um I think it's due diligence. They want to check out his knee. They, it's a position certainly of need. Um, I don't think it will happen. But, you know, the Cowboys are interested in him, too. And, you know, Jerry Jones has a little more, um, you know, he has more of a stomach for this than the Giants do, I think. So, you know, he could, be, he could be a Cowboy before he's a Giant. All right, so last one, talking about the Cowboys. Again, the Giants fresh off a very disappointing and ugly home loss to the Lions on Sunday, set to take on the Cowboys in Texas in two days on Thanksgiving. Right now the Giants are an eight-and-a-half-point underdog at 7-3. and three. The one thing I keep hearing, I've not gone to a game yet, I'm going the fourth against Washington, but for Mayan Eagle and fans and other folks is that the energy in the stadium, the feeling around the football team, is completely different, evidenced by their record. Uh, you get that feeling, Paul, that no matter how the rest of the season goes, that the Giants at least are on the right track? Oh, yes. I, I mean, I think they have the right general manager and the right coach. You know, and, and now, do they have the right quarterback? Maybe. Possibly. But coach and GM are very important. Uh, these guys are sharp. Joe Shane is a very sharp guy. Look, this is his first year. He had no cap space. You know, he was doing this. You know, it's like if you want to renovate your house, Sid, right, and you have no budget, you just piecemeal it, right? right and you right. say, okay, we, we, we put new carpeting. That's all we can afford. It, it doesn't look that good, but it's the best we can do. Now, next year, when you have the money, now you start doing the renovations. So that's next year. His first draft looks pretty good, um, even though – Kayvon Thibodeau's got to pick it up. You know, uh, they talk a lot about the things he does behind the scenes. We need to see him doing – he's the fifth pick in the draft. Let's see him do things in front of the camera, right? <laughs> get those sacks. Get right. those forced fumbles like, like Aiden Hutchison did last week to intercept Daniel Jones. So, um, But they're on the right track in that regard, yes. The roster will get better. Um, it would be good if they don't really collapse here down the stretch because that great – 
uh, atmosphere that you talked about, which was there, you know, that can fade once it gets colder and windier and crappier out at MetLife Stadium. You know, they need to, to, to sprinkle in a few wins here to keep the fans interested. Couldn't agree more. As always, excellent, excellent analysis, Paul Schwartz. Nobody better covering the Giants on a daily basis. Readers work in the New York Post every day. Plus, he's a super, super guy, and I love him. Happy Thanksgiving, Paul Schwartz. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sid. Take care. You take Thanks, care, Paul. too. The Giants coming off that awful loss two days ago, back at it again in two more days. One of the three games th- on Thursday. You get the Lions and the Bills on Thursday. That's an interesting game. The Bills, of course, won last week. They beat Cleveland in Detroit. They had to move that game out of Buffalo because of the snowstorm, taking on a Lion team that beat the Giants that has now won three straight, completely different-looking football team. So that could be a pretty decent game, the Bills and Lions. I think so. There's something wrong with Buffalo, though. Yeah, they're not the same. Something's not right over there. 100% true. They look beatable. For a while there, it was like only the Chiefs can beat them. Maybe. No, no, they beat the Chiefs. I know. Maybe. Right, but now you're right. They don't don't look the same at all. They look beatable. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.